Welcome to the Faith Today podcast, conversations inspired by Canada's Christian magazine. I had a genuine encounter with Jesus Christ, and that changed everything. There is a good plan that leads to our thriving. Those powerful words are in the conversation you are about to hear between Graham Lauber and Tony Dolfo Smith of Journey Canada. Journey Canada's mission is to give people a safe and spiritually supportive place to help them get in touch with their hearts and emotions and integrate their beliefs with their feelings and experiences. You can find out more about Journey Canada at journeycanada.org. We asked Tony and Graham to have a conversation, and if we could eavesdrop, to understand better some of the concerns around Bill C-6, the Bill to Ban Conversion Therapy in Canada. My name is Graham Lauber, and I work for Journey Canada in the role of uh, communications, doing some of the media relations and communications work for Journey Canada, along with uh, running some of the courses and programs that Journey does in Calgary. And I'm joined by Tony Dolfo-Smith. Tony, why don't you introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Tony, and I am the Executive Director of Journey Canada. Um, I've been doing this work for 30 years, and I'm based in Vancouver. So part of uh, what Tony and I wanted to talk about, or what the EFC has asked us to do, is talk a little bit about uh, Bill C-6, which is the bill uh, being considered by the Canadian Parliament right now, uh, that is uh, a bill that is designed to ban conversion therapy. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about that and the impact that we think it's going to have on our ministry and on our lives, actually. Uh, so we thought, you know, for those who are not terribly familiar with C6, um, we would talk a little bit about the content of the bill and the really critical piece of the legislation or the, or the really critical part of it uh, is its definition of conversion therapy. And so I think if you're familiar at all with conversion therapy, you think about these horrible practices of exposing people to electroshock or abuse and various types of things. Uh, but the definition in the legislation actually goes a lot further than that. And so uh, in the legislation, it says that conversion therapy is a practice treatment or service designed to change a person's sexual orientation to heterosexual or gender identity to cisgender or to repress or reduce non-heterosexual attraction or sexual behavior. And that's uh, one of the most important things in the legislation because you can hear that it's not just about changing people's sexual feelings or their attractions, uh, but actually it's about uh, changing sexual behavior and it sort of bans any effort to change sexual behavior. But as Christians, of course, uh, we know that our sexuality, our sexual behavior is subject to scripture and uh, to our beliefs and to the testimony of the church over the last 2000 years. And so there's some concern, particularly about that phrase, sexual behavior. And so a lot of the concern comes uh, from that piece about gender identity and also that piece about sexual behavior. Uh, so, Tony, I just uh, wanted to ask you, I know that you've uh, been around, you just mentioned you've been around for 30 years. Uh, and so tell us a little bit of your story and a little bit of uh, your own perspective on conversion therapy. Yeah, um, I actually experienced, uh, have experienced same-sex attraction my whole life. Um, and so it's a central part um, of my story. I knew from when I was very young that I was attracted to my own to my own gender. Um, I grew up in South Africa. Um, and so 
um, I grew up at a time when really we didn't speak about homosexuality uh, or sexuality in general. Um, and so uh, for me growing up, I was very aware of the fact that I had these feelings that I couldn't talk about. Um, but I also knew the experience of being a racial minority. So a lot of my experience uh, growing up, my experience into adulthood uh, was really influenced by my by being um, a minority in a minority. Um, I grew up in a Christian home and uh, in our home, we believed in the biblical creation story. We believed in God's creation of male and female. We believed that marriage was between a man and a woman. And of course, as a young uh, boy, as a young man, this created a lot of tension in me because I didn't know quite what to believe because I felt one way, but I was being told that this was absolutely illegal. Um, and so a lot of my late teenage years and my early 20s was really a search to try and find out uh, what I needed to do uh, to either change uh, my orientation or to live with it. Um, and I spoke to many, many people and uh, conversion therapy was actually recommended to me by a pastor. And so I sort of willingly went uh, thinking that somehow I was going to become completely heterosexual at the end. Uh, but it dawned on me pretty early on in the process that my orientation was actually not going to change and that um, I remained attracted to my same gender. And I can today, in looking back, I can see how this can be very destructive to a young person to be coerced into actually changing their orientation. Um, I continued asking lots of questions. I spoke with uh, community activists who are um, in the LGBTQ community, wasn't called that then. Um, I spoke with leaders in the church um, and I tried lots of things. I tried sort of acting as a heterosexual man, but I also uh, was in a two year relationship uh, with, um, with a male partner. Um, eventually I came to the place where I wanted to make a decision for myself. And I, I decided to really prioritize my religious identity and my beliefs um, and to live them out, uh, even in the middle of the conflict I was feeling. Um, and in, in doing so, in deciding that naming myself as a gay man, but making the choices uh, that were in alignment with my religious beliefs, um, it really relieved a huge amount of shame and anxiety for me. And I, I have no illusions or no shame in saying I am a, a gay man, uh, but I needed help doing, doing that and to living, to living out what I, what I believed. Um, and I had lots of people who walked that with me. Eventually I found that I wanted to actually walk with others and help them walk out and live honestly and in love. Um, and this is what I did in, in the founding of, of Journey. And this is what Journey really does, walks with people who have made this choice. Um, and I think it's important for people like myself, particularly young people, to have the option to voluntarily follow a similar path to what I did. Um, I think that the current bill's definition of conversion therapy um, is very, very vague. And I personally think that simple exclusions from the definition of conversion therapy can really ensure that things like what I found to be life-giving uh, really can, 
can be there for other people. Um, I, I believe that by making these simple changes, um, I think people will have the chance to have the same experience as what I've been privileged to have over the last 59 years. <laughs> we, we got the uh, signal of your age there. But, you know, I think, you know, what people can hear and what you've just said is, you know, you're still saying these, these feelings, these attractions are still a part of my experience. And yet, you know, I want to walk with other people so that they can find Jesus in that experience. And Absolutely. so you can hear that, I mean, conversion therapy in that sense of, I think that what people have in their minds when they think about conversion therapy really isn't part of what journey does that. No, you know, not at all. Yeah. We're just walking with people, you know, and, and that was really my experience too. So, you know, we have some things in common. We both grew up in fairly conservative Christian households. Um, and, you know, I, I've experienced same sex attractions, um, you know, from the time that I noticed that the guys around me were noticing girls, I was noticing other guys. And, uh, but, you know, having that sort of um, desire to follow Jesus and, and to follow my faith in, in that, um, you know, as I got older, I, I eventually married a woman uh, and she knew about my experience and we, and we were uh, making a marriage work. But eventually, after we'd been married for about 12 years, um, I encountered some friends and religious leaders who really started to say to me, well, how can you live this way uh, when this is who you are? You're a gay man, and that's your identity. That's fundamental to who you are, and you can't you can't deny that. You can't be a healthy person and and uh, and pretend that this isn't part of your experience. And I don't think I was trying to pretend it wasn't part of my experience, but I was trying to live faithful to what I'd been called to. And and so these Christian leaders said to me, "No, you can't." Uh, do this anymore. You have to. You have to live true. You have to live authentically to yourself. And this threw me into a massive crisis because how do I hold my marriage together and uh, identify as a gay man at the same time? You know, like that doesn't. I couldn't figure that out. And so, you know, I often say I began to experience a split, and and it felt like there was this gay man on one hand and this husband and father, and christian on the other hand and how do i reconcile these two things and so what i did was you know uh, sort of manage the pain of that split with a lot of addictions uh, including drugs and alcohol and uh, so i knew that i was on a really dark path and so i started to flail around and one of the places that i looked to for help like i think most people do these days is i turned to google and uh, you know i found i found journey I, it wasn't called journey at the time but you know, I, I discovered Journey. And, uh, and so when I got involved with Journey, I found a group of people who were willing to be honest about a whole range of experiences. Some had sort of experiences similar to mine, and they were wrestling with their sexuality, but there were lots of other experiences. Where it wasn't just about same-sex attraction. It was about lots of different things, but people being really honest and creating a safe place for people to encounter Jesus in those places of brokenness and shame. And it changed my life. It provided an encounter with Jesus that completely rearranged my priorities. And so rather than wrestling with my identity as a gay man, I began to root my identity in my relationship with Jesus because I'd had a safe place to work through those issues. 
We all agreed that God's good plan for sexuality was marriage between a man and a woman, but nobody forced me into anything. Nobody sort of preached that at me. Nobody told me what conclusions I had to come to. They just listened to me. And then we took those experiences to Jesus. Uh, and so I think there's been accusations that uh, conversion therapy is what journey does, but really it's just this discipleship ministry. Right. But the reality is under C6, that Google search would probably be fruitless. You know, I wouldn't have been able to find the support network that ultimately saved my marriage and saved my family life and allowed me to have that encounter with Jesus. And so, you know, as we try and provide support with people who are working through their faith and their sexuality, we're really worried that this C6 is actually going to start to interfere with our ability to reach out to people and let them know that there, there is a good plan that lends to our thriving, to our flourishing. Right. And also providing a safe place for people to actually come to. Yeah. And I was reflecting on it this morning, you know, and I thought, you know, the thing that changed for me uh, was not learning more about my sexuality or, or becoming more uh, knowledgeable or aware of my sexuality. What changed for me was I had a genuine encounter with Jesus Christ. Right. And that changed everything. It just rearranged my priorities so radically uh, that I was able to enter in joyfully to the life that I believe God was calling me to. Right. I agree. That's very simple for me. Yeah. So thanks very much. I think that's as much as we have time for, but uh, I think it helps people to understand why we have con concerns about C6, that there are people who choose to live their faith and their sexuality out in different ways. And uh, I hope people will begin to get a hold of their MPs and start to express these concerns because these stories need to be told. They need to be heard. Thank you for listening. Check out more podcasts and subscribe to Faith Today magazine for free at faithtoday.ca. This podcast is produced by the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada. If you enjoyed it, please rate or share it.